The other thing I have to go through is that our did you did you listen to any of the podcast the, the I haven't listened to it yet. No, it is sucks. it? Yeah, that's it I I I know you had recommended that I listen to it just for the sake of competitive intel, but I. And then you said it sucked, and I didn't listen to it. It's it, I would listen to one podcast because I do think that it's a good, like, I, I I don't think we want our thing to become like this where it's just this is just um you ever see the the meme? It's rather old by now, but it was Kim Jong Un looking at things. <laughs> yes. Okay. This is basically just millennials talking about things. <laughs> so it's it's like. It, 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 and there's really nothing. I mean, some of it is. It's they're they're all conservative people. Like a lot of them are Hillsdale types and yeah, and all that. Uh, and so some of it is like cultural, or did you see this movie or whatever? But but a lot of it is like, what do you what do you think about desk lamps? Like, what do you think about those? And then there's like a couple seconds of silence, and then yeah, I I like them. Do you think that's that's kind of millennial, isn't it? Yeah. That's it. That's the whole thing. That sounds easy. <laughs> I'm sure they have more listeners than we do. So. <laughs> that reminds me of uh, when when JWF was talking about like his exploits into drugs when he was when he before you know he became a Christian. Yeah. And uh, and he's like, yeah, and I would just sit there and I just I would just stare at my hand for like an hour. I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> not staring at my hand for an hour. I, I remember, I remember John Wesley performing. Is he is he coming to the wedding? I honestly did not think to invite him. I probably I probably should add him to the list. Yeah, can he sit at our table? I want to. I don't, I don't, think, I don't think they. I don't think we have tables. I don't think we have tables. I think it's a. Um, I don't. I don't understand this. I don't understand my wedding. Um, That's good. I don't get what it's supposed to be because it, so it's it's <laughs> it's black tie for everybody. And uh, and so that would sort of suggest that it's hyper formal, um, but there are no speeches. No speeches. Yeah, and there's a ton of food, like a huge, an ungodly amount of food. Okay. And it's very good. I've had some of it, but it's not like a sit down plated dinner. And there are no oh, speeches. Oh, like mozzarella sticks and chicken fingers and stuff. Yeah, I, 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 it's it's a, it's a, we're, we're not. I'm not going to comment on that because it's. It's it's nice food. It's okay. a nice place, but it's not. My point is just I I don't I don't really get it. I don't really. I think it's supposed to just be like a big sort of fancy uh, uh, dance party, I guess. Okay. So yeah, uh, there there are no tables, and you're kind of just left on your own to wander around and I, I don't know get to know people. Can we be busy that weekend? No, you can't. You already bought your flights and. She won't let you miss that. <laughs> yeah, we did buy our Also, flight. you're in it. I know, but I can do it remotely. No. It's the 21st century. No, you, you got to be there for that. Not all of us can be as, as lucky as the uh, the bridal party for your <laughs> Think of the relevant time I was... I don't, know, I don't know what I was doing that weekend. It was Memorial Day weekend of 2017. I recall that. I just don't... I guess I would have been in law school. After law school? Yeah, it would have been right after you graduated. Yes, probably, right? right? Yeah. I don't know. But you weren't there. And I don't know. It was a little bit of a slap in the face. I mean, I know I told, I told you not to come, but I was kind of expecting a grand gesture <laughs> when you still showed up. 
Wouldn't that have been great if I did? <laughs> Wouldn't like, it be amazing if I even tell you where this was? How if, did you find us? If I, if I, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's a way to do it. There's got to be a way. There's got to be a way that I could have found you, right? And yeah. and if I just found you and I showed up in a black tuxedo. <laughs> Well, that would have been awkward because you would have been the only one in a talk. Yeah, I know that's why that's that's what would be funny about it. And then it's like, hey, can we do pictures, guys? Like, if you were on Instagram, you probably could have because if you were on Instagram, you would have seen our Instagrams from the hotel the day before. So you could have just gone there and you probably would have found us. Yeah, and then you could have just followed us out into the desert where we where we did it. Well. uh so thanks for not doing it. I guess you're, I mean, you're welcome. Yeah. You, you wouldn't have wanted me to. No, I wouldn't, but I was expecting you to, and that's the point. <laughs> Is there any way that you, JJ Sass, can beat the last segment of what's the most millennial thing you did since the last recording? Uh, you know, I don't know if it's going to beat it, but I have something. Um, so... I have started working with a, uh, a data intelligence startup uh, here in New York um, whose office is in what I believe was once an apartment that has been turned into in a, quote, open office or open floor plan concept office uh, in Chinatown. Good. Off to a good start. So off to a good start. I, so I'm, I'm working at this startup. And I wanted to get some lunch, which was actually, per our earlier conversations, very unmillennial thing for me to do. Um, but I wanted to get some lunch. And so I go onto my smartphone and I go onto my Sweetgreen app. Have you ever had Sweetgreen, by the way? It, it started in D.C. That's yeah, why. I, I have. It's actually not great here. What? Yeah. And, and all of my friends in New York rave about it all the time. Yeah, all, it's, the, all the people I work with in New York are like, "Do you just go to Sweetgreen every day?" I'm like, "No, it's not great." <laughs> <laughs> so that's really disappointing because it is great; it's amazing. Um, so I go onto my Sweetgreen app. I order my my salad on the app. I walk to Sweetgreen. I pick it up. I bring it back to my office to eat it, and I never talk to a single human. Okay. So, okay. Not it's not quite taking Instagram you know, an Instagram photo shoot in Costa Rica, but uh that is probably the most millennial thing that I've done. No, I'll, I'll since we last recorded. I'll take that. That's fine. Yeah. What about what about the the most anti-millennial or non-millennial thing? Well, I think it's it's the same story. It's just eating one. <laughs> yeah. So I, I a little bit of both in that in that story. Yeah. Not bad. So, you know, it's, 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 it's no Instagram photo shoot, but it's something, it's something. My, my credibility is still intact. Mine is still not. I don't think I did. And I, 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 I was thinking about this all day. I don't think I did anything that was even palpably millennial. I got a bunch of parking tickets. Is that, is that a millennial thing? I think it's only millennial if you don't pay them. I have, I'm, I'm contesting one of them. So, I guess, okay. but I, I will eventually pay it, but I did, I, I got a bunch of parking tickets. I went to, I went into the city uh, more frequently than I than I typically would since our last recording, and that's not particularly millennial, but it but it does cut against my mantra as a crotchety old suburban dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why 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 do you always come? Do you have like a theory of like my having kids somewhere? 
This is this is like the third or fourth time that you've called me a dad. I I, just, I don't totally get it. You just have the you know F- I don't have kids. I, I I assume as much, but one can never be sure. Uh, you just have the essence of you have the essence of somebody who would wear a Notre Dame dad sweatshirt, like underneath, like a tan jacket. With with an ill fitting hat, is that is that too much? Yeah, is, too is there much? anything I can like do about should we, that? Should we cut that? Maybe we should cut that. No, we'll leave it in. We'll leave it in. So, so you nothing millennial. This like since we last. No, talked. no. I. What do you think I do? I just. I mean, I. 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 Well, okay. The the most the most millennial thing that I can summon up is that I I really have not done hardly any work this week. <laughs> That's leaning right into the stereotype. That's, that's great. That's, that's great. <laughs> fighting, fighting the 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 stereotype that yeah. Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't done like hardly any work this week. And one thing that you know how you know okay. Every time you start a new job, there are these lessons that people try to tell you. There are these yeah. things that people try to tell you, and you hear them and you're like, oh, I don't think that's right. And you kind of judge the person who's who's giving you the lesson. And then, like six months down the road, you're like, "Oh no, that's totally right," and I and I just missed the boat on that. My my version of that was definitely the whole. This is this is a really common thing among big law associates. It's like if you have time off, take it. Yeah. Like if you have if you don't have anything to do, then just go to the Bahamas or something. Go away. And, yeah. And and I just didn't do that for like the first year of my job, and and it was brutal because the time I did have a couple of sort of lowish hour months and I just sat there at my office sure. doing nothing and except for pretending that I was working and 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 <laughs> and being in the office which is you know not a good reason to be in the office. So yeah, this this last week I I haven't had much to do and I have I've been working on a on a uh we'll say avocational writing project. Okay. Um but I I haven't built really hardly anything. Um and that's it. And you haven't like looked up any locations that you can go on vacations that are like very Instagrammable. No, because uh, no, I, I wouldn't do that. And, and the, the thing is, you know, the whole point of this podcast is that we're millennials, right? And we do millennial things. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, just, I, okay, okay. I, I, I got it. Maybe I'll maybe I'll try to be better about it. If if Ooh. if like Friday rolls around and I still don't have any work to do. I don't know. Maybe I'll go to brunch or something. That would be awfully big of you. Thank you for <laughs> for participating in our generational cohort. What t- what type of beer do you drink? You are you like a like? Do you have any beer in your refrigerator right now? Yeah, I do. I what have, kind is it? Is uh, it like a craft brew or is it no, you know it's 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 a big sixteen ounce bottle of uh, Weinstefaner Dunkel, which is a German beer. And and the reason for that is that I've been on a German beer kick since like maybe July or August. Okay. And and uh, that sounds very uh, European and snobby. I I do. First of all, I don't drink that much beer. Um, and I don't. I, I just because it's, of the carb. Yeah, because of the carbs. I'm I'm the kind of guy who's really worried about carbs. <laughs> um, no, I don't. I don't drink that much beer, and 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 when I do, it's just like everything else in my life, where my tastes are dictated by these arbitrary little kicks that I get on, sure. and they tend to last like about a year, and then I burn out on whatever it is that I'm 
I'm on a kick on. Like like I'm I'm on a I'm on a Coen Brothers kick too. I've been on a Coen Brothers kick since like August. Okay. And I suspect I'll phase out of that when I move down to Louisiana. Do you remember in college when we thought we were uh when we thought we were like really fancy and we got the uh Michelob Amberbach oh, for yeah. for our dorm room refrigerator? Oh that, yeah. That felt so refined. No, we were like yeah, that 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 was like we were the classy room. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because we had Amber Bach. How did we get that? Do you remember how we got that? How we got, like, how we got booze? Yeah, because we didn't, you didn't have a fake ID. I didn't have a fake ID. Well, by the time, by the time. No, that was was freshman year. We were both. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It was. By the time we got back, I was going to say we were both, we were both of age. And that's about when I stopped drinking. I, I got booze from our RA a couple of times. Really? Yeah. He's now he's now a, an attorney at a snooty law firm in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know who I'm talking about. I do. Uh, then there was the guy who lived across the hall from us, who was something of a, a Stanford Hall legend. <laughs> legend is a legend is an interesting word choice for him, but sure, we'll go with that. Now that we bring him up, though, I don't really I don't really know what to say about him. There's not much to say about him other than he really enjoyed Notre Dame college basketball. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. And that was his he big thought game. that everybody else shared that same joy, and they didn't. I'm here to tell. I, I certainly didn't. I'm here to tell you and the world that I do not care about Notre Dame college basketball at all. At all. At all. Yeah. I would. I would give uh, almost literally nothing. Uh, to have us win over over really any other team, but when we've had this conversation before, you still you still care quite a bit about Notre Dame football, right? I quite a bit is a stretch. Um, yeah, I I go through phases. It's usually like okay, when we were at like the four and oh five and oh part of the season before we have a a stupid loss. Yeah, that's when I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm kind of back in with this. This last season, which we were we were twelve and zero, well, twelve and one. Um, I actually wasn't really into it. I, I didn't I didn't watch hardly any of it. I and when I did watch, I would watch the the forty minute YouTube recap uh, on Monday morning. I, I yeah, did. I just sort of knew how it was going to end. I felt like I had seen that movie too many times. Really, I didn't. Uh, yeah. I don't yeah. know about the slide. I didn't know how. I thought we were going to beat Clemson. Um, oh no, I I didn't think there was any prayer. Really? I didn't yeah, know. I'm I'm far too. Sad. I but look, I'm also the person who you know a year out of college, we like spent every last nickel that I had to fly to Miami for the 2013 BCS. Yeah. And just got absolutely destroyed by Alabama, and I I had an early morning flight back from Miami the oh. next day. And I just remember being just really tired, really defeated, and listening to Natalie and Bruglia's torn for most of the three-hour flight back from Miami. <laughs> I'm I'm all out of faith. This is how I feel. I'm cold and I am shamed, lying broken on the floor. I, I mean, it was just it was a bad moment for me, and I've never recovered. That's kind of on you. <laughs> I, I don't I, look if you. If you really didn't see that coming, I mean, I on. didn't. That's the problem. I didn't see it coming. I should have, but I didn't. You didn't. You thought that we were going to win. 
I thought there was a, a maybe not a better than 50% chance, but I thought that we were good enough and that there was enough magic to our season that we could beat Alabama and we, we were going to surprise the world. And, and then we lost. And then there was the Manti Teo incident that came out a week or two later. That was weird, man. And it just never, it never recovered for me. Was, it just never, Notre Dame football never felt the same. That was so weird. The Manti Teo thing. <laughs> just, just a little. That bit. was, that was bizarre. I don't know. I, I, the people have already forgotten about that. That was, that was like the most uncomfortable, odd thing <laughs> that you really, that I still don't totally understand. I, I have to say. It's yeah. I just, I, I just miss Lene Kakua. <laughs> I, miss, I miss the story. I miss everything. It was awful. The love. It was so bad. The companionship. Oh, the thing is, he's actually a, he's a pretty smart guy. Yeah. I don't know if you no, remember. Yeah, he's a pretty he smart is. guy. That's the that's it could be any of us, I guess. And it just happened to be Manti Teo. So love's a crazy thing. You remember that uh, JJ's wife, whose name I won't use on the air. <laughs> She does. She does. <laughs> and with that, I think we have our first guest we appearance. We have our first podcast guest. We have our yes. first guest appearance on, on Millennial Apologetics. Welcome JJ's wife, who shall remain nameless despite being a guest on our on our podcast. And probably knowing everybody that's listening to this podcast now. Uh, we, at, least, at least half of them. Yeah. Yeah, all all well, you can't have half of three listeners, but that's yeah. Couple of housekeeping points. Uh, we have, well, not we, I have some corrections. Uh, I have one correction and one, I guess, concession, we'll call it. Uh, I was made aware that I wrongfully stated in our last episode that, or I guess our, no, not the last episode, episode three, uh, that the first government shutdown was in 1994. I was wrong on two counts. One, there was not a government shutdown in 1994. And two, it was far from the first. <laughs> so I apologize to all of our listeners for misleading you. And then the second thing is that we are aware that our What's the Most Millennial Thing You Did Last Week segment is slightly derivative of a similar segment in another podcast. That podcast shall remain nameless. Do you think anybody from that podcast listens to no, our podcast? No, I, I don't think they do. I don't think there's a don't think there's much overlap in those Venn diagrams. <laughs> do you want to do you want to do a millennial murder and then call it a day? Sure. What 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 have we killed this week? We've killed. Are you ready? I'm ready. Harley Davidson. Talk to me about how we've killed Harley Davidson because I've read Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. And I've always had a romantic idea of getting a motorcycle, probably a Harley Davidson, and riding it across the country and journaling about it, you know, like Beto O'Rourke did in his uh, tour through tour through the, the, the West and the South. So I want to know, but I've actually never done it, so maybe I'm part of the problem. So tell me more about how we've killed Harley Davidson. It's the same thing as everything else. CNBC reported actually a while ago. <laughs> that uh, we millennials basically just don't buy motorcycles. The ridership, we'll say, uh, which is a word I just made up. The ridership for Harley Davidson. I think just, that's a word. It might, it, it, I guess it might be. We'll allow it. Um, well, they're aging rapidly. 
Um, and it turns out that there are really only, you know, it's like the old Gen Xers and the boomers Ugh. and some of the young Gen Xers that really the care word. to get motorcycles. And then there are some old Gen Yers who are getting crotch rockets now and then, but Harley is kind of realizing that it it's, I, I don't know. I don't, I, this is the thing. Look, the, they, the, the response to all of this from someone like Harley is going to be like, well, we need to, we need to find a way to like market more to millennials or we need to make our products more like millennial friendly or something. And it's just, how do you make a motorcycle? It's it's a motorcycle. What do you do with it? Yeah. And it's going to end up being something stupid and ridiculous. I don't even know what that might end up being. It's going to end up looking like my firm's stupid friggin' logo where it's like, <laughs> well, we'll just make it like more edgy and startupy. I, I don't know. It's just stupid. Just, just throw in the towel. There, there will be a mount on the Harley where you can put your smartphone in so you can live stream it on, on Instagram live. That's, and- that's, that's probably what it'll, it'll, it'll probably end up being like, like this newest model comes in with like built-in GoPros. <laughs> from like eight different angles so that you can record every second of your freaking thing. And, and like, it's still, no one is going to do it. Do you, do you know anyone who owns a motorcycle? No. Like anyone our age that owns a motorcycle? Uh, actually I, I had a, I don't know if he still does. I had a friend in law school who before law school had some kind of Honda crotch rocket. Okay. But that's, I think that's the only person our age, I know who has, or, or, or frankly would even like consider purchasing a motorcycle. And I don't, and, and past that, I may very well, I'm, I'm unaware of like any of the people that I know in the whole wide world owning a motorcycle. And I may not know a single person who owns a motorcycle. So I uh, actually, and he's a, he's a listener of this podcast. Um, I know someone who, owned a motorcycle for, and I'm sure he'll correct me if he, if he listens to this episode, but it couldn't have been for more than a couple weeks and decided he, he fell in love with the idea of having a motorcycle, bought a motorcycle, and then quickly sold the motorcycle shortly thereafter. Um, <laughs> other than, other than him, I'm not sure that I know anybody else who owns a motorcycle. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, next week we can talk about how millennials are killing blackface because apparently that wasn't dead before <laughs> our generation. Oh, uh, too soon. Too soon. <laughs> right on, no, right on. no, it's not too soon. It's too late because people <laughs> were doing blackface in the 80s. Oh. oh, Ken White had this tweet. It was, it was beautiful. He was just like, it was this sort of uh, faux back and forth between a millennial and a baby boomer and baby boomers are like, you, you know, you millennials realize that everything that's online is just going to stay there and be recorded. And the millennials like, yeah, that's why we're kind of careful about what we put online. And, <laughs> and the boomers like, well, you better be careful because you might, you know, put something up there. You don't want and the millennials like, well, like what? And the boomers like, well, like something racist. And then the millennials like, why would I do that? And we were just like, never mind. <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty much exactly what's going on in, in, in the Commonwealth of Virginia where I, where I sit now. Um, it's, it's, it's usually good practice if you don't want racist things to come out about you to just not say or do racist things. Or, or just maybe not be racist. Maybe, maybe not be racist. There's an idea. <laughs> It might, it, it's just crazy enough to work. <laughs> All 
All right. Last but not least, what's what's on deck this week for you, JJ? I I've been busy this week. I've been uh, classes are starting up. I'm I'm still working with that startup. I've got a little. I wouldn't call it a startup yet because it's barely even started, but a little project I'm working on myself. Uh, so it's all part of the the long term plan to make this a media empire. Are you are um, you sufficiently incubated? You said I'm that you not, were doing an I'm incubator. Not, no, I'm very much not incubated. Oh, um, the idea is still incubating in my head, but I'm I'm trying to trying to get it out to to let it live on. Let it live on paper or – well, no, I guess not on paper, on screen. So working on that. But that's – yeah, it's, it's been it's been busy and tough to set up time for us to record this this damn thing. Yeah. Can we, we say damn? I don't – what's I, our rate? I, I, I don't know. I think I, – I don't – if we avoid the F word, I think we'll be okay. Okay. Whatever. Okay. What about you? What you've been not working? I've been not. Yeah, I've been not working, which means I'm gonna. I this. I, I was a little more justified than I indicated earlier. I I my last like four weekends have been taken up by work stuff. Where oh, okay. someone emails me at like six o'clock on a Friday afternoon. Hey, yeah. something by Monday morning, and so this last week I made up for that. I'm working on a thing that suitably it's going to piss off everyone. It's about it's about how Lutherans should start calling themselves Catholic. Which pisses, oh. which pisses off Catholics because they want an exclusive claim to the term Catholic, and then it pisses off Lutherans because they don't want to be called Catholic. And in the course of this, it's going to piss off all the rest of the Protestants too, because the reason I think that Lutherans should start calling themselves Catholic is to distinguish ourselves from from the Protestants. So uh, I am just making all sorts of friends over here. <laughs> I am I'm three thousand words into into this thing and then how, how long is this piece going to be is this a, like a short op-ed oh, and a... i i'm on i'm on like the seventh or eighth draft of it um i mean only the second or third properly speaking where like you just start from scratch but i i've i've got it I, i've got it pared down to like i think it's like 2800 words now okay um and so the cutoff for the magazine is you can publish an opinion which is a thousand to two thousand words or you can publish a quote-unquote feature article, which is 4,500 to 5,500 words, I think. Okay. And so the question is, do I want to... Or no, it's I'm sorry, it's 3,000 to, to 4,500 words. So it's like, the question is, do I want to beef it up to mm. make it, to, to, to submit it as a feature article, or, or do I want to pare it down and submit it as an opinion? It's probably going to end up being the latter, just because... I'm lazy and I, I don't have much of a CV, <clears throat> so they're not going to be too terribly tempted to publish. But it, isn't the isn't the joke always that it's easier to write fifty five hundred words? I guess it's not a joke; it's just something people. Oh, it's just true that it's easier to write oh, fifty five hundred yeah. words instead of twenty five hundred. Yeah, it it is. It's you just, can offend it's, more people if you have more. It, words. That's 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 true, and that's always my my first aim, obviously. Yeah, uh, that's that's true, and I've I've had prior iterations that are closer to five thousand. But then it's just like you go through it, and you're like, ah, this is peripheral to the argument, or I don't really need to say this, or I've said the same thing four or five times, and I just need to cut some of this crap. And I I, I when I start editing, I can't stop myself from leaning stuff out. And so sure, I don't know. We'll see where that ends up, but that's that's my week. I'm going to fly an airplane tomorrow. Weird flex, but okay. That's, that's like the third time this week that you've accused me of a, of a weird flex of some kind. Of flexing? I had to I had to look it up the first time, like what that <laughs> what that meant. 
What, what our listeners don't understand is that part of the reason why I agreed to do this podcast is just to make you a better millennial. You're doing a terrible job. It's a, it's, it's a long-term play, my friend. As I, as I uh, finish off my vodka martini that I made myself to, uh, to get through this thing, um, I think that's it. I think we're, we're ready to call it a day. I, I think that uh, that sounds good. We'll we'll talk to everybody whenever next time is. Whenever next time is. Thanks, everyone.